Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Illuminate Student Ministries. Listen as Emily Wesman talks about Jesus being the king of our heart. Okay. How many of you, do you guys know who I am, all of you? I feel like there's no new people here. Uh, my name is Emily. Uh, if you want to know my last name, it's Wasmint. If you want to know my street name, it's Young Wuzzy. And if you give me a second, I'll show you my theme song. Do you guys know I have a theme song? If you haven't heard it before, I'm about to play it for you. Made for me by our very special Church of God pastor, Paul. Um, If he was here, he would have laughed at that. (laughs) Okay, so I don't have any slides because I'm not fancy like that, and I I just didn't do it. Um, But this is called King of My Heart. How many of you have heard that song before? It's no coincidence that I named it that. Um, So how many even know that song, like the lyrics? How many of you have sang that in your life at some point? I have. Um, I was in service one day, and we weren't even singing the song, like on a Sunday, and I heard the song, or I heard the Lord ask me, who's the king of your heart? And I started hearing these lyrics in my head, um, and it was, uh, obviously, I'm just going to read through you, take that back, I'm going to read through the lyrics of this song. Um It's let the king of my heart be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from. Obviously, oh, he is my song. Uh, Let the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide, the ransom for my life. It goes on to say, let the king of my heart be the wind inside my sails, the anchor in the waves, uh, the fire inside my veins, and the echo of my days. Well, when all that started going through my head, I was like, dang, who is the king of my heart? Because if it's not God, that is a lot of authority I'm giving over, right? So I just want to ask you, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions tonight. Uh, And if you get distracted, I'm going to be distracted. So try to help me because I'm really bad about that. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to ask him some questions. Who's the king of your heart? You don't have to verbally answer. But who do you run to when you have like a problem? Who do you go to? Do you go to God? Do you go to immediately just jump to something fearful? What do you run to? Or when you're having a problem, do you run to prayer? Or do you run to like Netflix, you know? Um, Or, you know, anything else that could be bad, like alcohol or drugs. I hope none of you are doing that, but no stones. Um, The fountain that you drink from, what are you drinking from when you're thirsty? Where do you drink from? Uh, Where do you hide? So do you go, like, when you're, well, there's something for you to hide from, do you run? Are you like, I'm going to go hide all the way over here? Or do you hide under the shadow of the Almighty like it tells us? Where do you hide, okay? Um, ransom. Uh, ransom means, like, who is your ransom? Um, the person who ransoms your life. Uh, I looked that up the other day. It actually means uh, to be free, or it can mean to hold so who's the one ransoming your life? Is there some, are you giving it to someone to hold? Or are you walking in freedom? You know, there's one or the other. Um, I say um a lot, so just bear with me. Who is leading you um, 
or who you let who are you letting lead you who's the wind in your sails i noticed that i i heard the little uh thank you isaac i appreciate it um so who's leading you who's the wind in your sail do you feel like that's god do you feel like that's man do you feel like that's fear do you feel like that's anxiety all the things that it could be um, where are you standing on? What are you anchored in? When something comes against you, when something comes at you and you're like in a storm, what holds you? What keeps you grounded? What do you burn for? What's the fire in your veins? What do you burn for? Do you know that you burn for something? Even if it's not for God, you're burning for something at all times. If I'm not burning for God, I'm burning for things that aren't God, which are just not great, but I'm burning for something. So what are you burning for? And also, what is the echo of your days? What is the, the mark that you're going to leave? Is it going to be Jesus? Or is it going to be whatever it could be, the thousand, million, trillion things it could be? What, what mark are you leaving? Um, in John 15, 4, it says that if we dwell in him, he will dwell in us. That's one of my favorite verses, uh, not because, I don't know, for any reason. I just really seem to like it. I talk about it a lot. Um, but if he's dwelling in me, that means it's becoming, my heart's becoming a home, right? If someone's dwelling, it's like a house. You may have heard me sing about houses a lot. I like them, apparently. And they speak to my soul. But if, you, if I dwell in him, he's going to dwell in me. But if I want to make my house or my heart his home, like make it a good home, it has to be my most guarded possession, right? You don't want me to just leave the doors unlocked so any people can run rampant inside, steal my stuff, right? It's got to be a guarded possession. Um, it also says in Psalms 423 that uh, to guard your heart because it's the wellspring of life. Did you know that? That in your heart is the wellspring of life, what you feed it? It's what you, it's kind of just what you're going to live, what you feed it. But in order to guard it, giving you some tools, I'm kind of just going through this paper. But in order to guard it, uh, or in order for me to guard my heart, I have to know who I am. I have to know what God says about me, right? I have to know what he thinks about me. Or if I don't know that, why is it important to guard something that I have no value for? Do you guard things that you don't have value for or think are worth anything? Do you guard trash? Do you guard your car? I do, for sure. Ooh, that's going to kill me. Um, do you guard your... Uh, people don't play Xbox anymore, do they? Someone laughed at me the other day. Okay, well, do you guard your PS4? Is that something you value because you know it's expensive? Do you guard your iPhone? Because you know that's expensive. If I had an iPad Pro, I would guard it. Um, but if I don't know the value of something, it doesn't really leave it up for me to guard. Hey, you guys are distracting me. Thank you. My whispering is me trying. It's not me yelling, but it's really funny. Instead of yelling, I whisper. It's weird. I do that to my kids at school. Um, Okay, so now that I've lost my train of thought, I'm going to go back. Um, so I can't guard something that I don't know the value of, but in, in Romans 8, 17, right? I'm a child of God. It says, I am a child of God, an heir of God, and a joint heir of Jesus. This makes me royalty. This makes you royalty. So I want you to envision yourself living in an awesome castle. 
All right, go ahead and close your eyes. Why not just envision it with your eyes closed? Because that's, it helps. Um, you're in a castle, all right? And when you meet royalty, or say, you know, you're meeting the king, um, what do you do? How do you respond? How would you, would you go up to somebody and be like, yo, what's up, king? Like, <laughs> let me dab up. <laughs> Is it dab or dab? I actually don't know that. Dab? 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 P? Okay, then I said it right. Um, you don't do that. Because what comes with that? What comes when you have royalty? There's, when you're royal, there's a position. There's respect. There's honor that comes with it. Josiah. Shh. Thank you. I appreciate it, too. Um, there's respect that automatically comes with it. There's honor that automatically comes with it. Why? Because the position that they carry. Even if you hate them, like if you don't even like the president, when you meet the president, there's a level of respect that you have to give the president because of the title he holds, even if you don't like him or what he does. Because you know what happens if you don't, especially with royalty, because I Googled it. You see it thrown in prison. If you disrespect, like the king, obviously not the queen anymore, but if you disrespect the king, <laughs> if you disrespect the king, you're going to be thrown in prison. And you can be there up to three years in prison just for being disrespectful. And in the old days, you would die. They would kill you because they don't take it lightly. So that's who you are. You're a joint heir of heaven. You're a co-heir of heaven. You're a prince. You're a princess. You're the president if you want to be the president. And anything less than a certain standard to be treated is absolutely unacceptable. Do you treat yourself that way? Sometimes I don't treat myself that way. Personally, I don't. And sometimes I let other people treat me less than that standard. But I'm here to tell you it's absolutely unacceptable to be treated less than that standard. Okay? Let me move to my next page. Um, so when I know the worth of my heart, back to that. We're talking about our hearts, right, and how we're royalty. So when I know my worth... I'll guard my heart because it has value to me now because I know who I am. I know what comes with that. I'm a joint heir of heaven. I have authority. I rule and reign. Um, but if I don't, I sell my heart to anyone who wants to come along and buy it. Why? Because I am empty. And the word sell is actually very key here because you don't just give things. You give things without the expected return. You sell things when you want to get something back. So... If I gave you this, I'd be like, oh, Hannah, here, keep this. If I gave it to you. But if I sold it to you, I'd expect some money or something to fill my wallet. But in this word, other words, most of the time, it's to fill my affirmation tank, to fill my validation tank, to try to fill my love tank. But all of those things fail if it's not Jesus. Okay? So at some point, I'll get to this little toy. If you're wondering, right, it's up here. But if I start selling pieces of my heart or posting my heart up, heart up for sale, like on Craigslist or something, you know, um, I become a slave to whoever buys me because I have to live off of what they give me. Like, I got to live off of the words that you give me. How many of you want to, I'm just going to do relationships, not because you're teenagers, but we can all relate. It could be friends. It could be dating. It could be um, your mom and dad relationship. Um but if I sell myself or pieces of my heart, the person who buys me, I need to live off the affirmation that they give me. 
So I have definitely entered into some friendships being like, I hope you make me feel whole. I hope you make me feel fulfilled. I'm going to do all this stuff for you, and I'm going to attach myself to you because I want you to love me. I want you to see me. I want you to tell me I'm great. I want you to be like, wow, Emily's the best person ever because Emily doesn't feel like the best person ever inside, but you don't know that. So I want you to tell me that. I want your affirmation and validation, all right? Um, but if you put it like that, when you sell something, it could just be like, yeah, I just sold that off. But if you sell a person, what is that called? Slavery, human slavery, human trafficking. What's another version of human trafficking? It's called prostitution. That's a hardcore word, isn't it? And you wouldn't think that when I just want someone to validate me, and I'm selling just a little piece of myself, that I'm prostituting my heart. Um, but because I don't know who I am, or because I didn't believe it when someone told me, or when God told me, or I didn't believe what I had access to, you sell yourself really, 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 really short. And you can raise your hand if you want, but how many of you have been treated really crappy by someone that you've given a lot to? Right? It's really sucky, isn't it? God never wanted you to be treated that way. Ever. That's the thing that I'm talking about, like the position that you hold, if you know who you are, that you, you never, ever, ever should have been treated that way. And it's absolutely unacceptable to let it happen and that it did happen. But we're not letting it happen again. And that's what I really hope that from all this is what we get, that we won't let it happen again. Um, it says, oh, well, I guess let me talk to you about how it breaks God's heart. Because um, he envision Oakland. When I thought of this, I thought of Oakland because we love Oakland. And Paul is the greatest dad. He's one of the best dads I've ever seen, right? If Oakland let someone treat her, let her let someone call, like cuss her out when she was older, some dude because she liked him, because she wanted to be loved, because she wanted to be validated, but he like treated her like trash. But Paul has raised Oakland to be treated like a princess. But because Oakland didn't think she deserved to be treated that way, she's letting this happen. But if you saw that, would you let that fly? Would that literally break your heart? It would break my heart for sure. And you know what? It would break Paul's heart even more because he showed and tried to teach her her whole life, this is how you're supposed to be treated. You're supposed to be valued. You're supposed to be covered and kept safe, not pushed and beaten and bruised and given thick skin. You know? Um, so it breaks God's heart when that stuff happens, especially because he's able to give you all the things that you want. The relationship that you want, he can give it to you. You know that? You don't have to make it happen for yourself. The friendship you want, the car you want, the school you want to go to, whatever it looks like, whatever it sounds like, it can be so many things. God can make it happen, and he wants to give it to you, but when we do things on our own, like... I don't know if I'm up to this point yet, but I'm going to do it. See this? I'm going to put it right here. I'm going to put it here. I can't get it in there. Hey, Josiah, come put this in this triangle for me. I mean, this triangle and this star for me. 
Put it in there. Keep on putting it in. I, I think it's really going to work. I want it to go there, Josiah. I really want it there. Are you sure? This is what I want, and this is where I want it to go, because this is where I'm empty. I need this in here. It's not going to work? It's not going to work. Why? Why does it not work? It's not where it goes. Why does it not go here? I want it to go here. This is my box, and I want it to go here. Hey, Alex Rogan. I want it to go here. Why, Zoe? Why doesn't it fit? It's, not a, it's a triangle, not a star. Well, that makes me very upset because that's supposed to fill me up. This is a spot that I need, and all I have is a triangle. Well, this is what I think that I need. This is what the enemy would tell me needs to go here, right? Really, what needs to go here is the star. The star is Jesus. If you're feeling empty and you're feeling the need to sell yourself to be validated, right? We're saying in our heads or in our hearts, whether you realize it or not, that Jesus is not enough. So I'm going to. I want the triangle. But you know what? No matter which way you put it, we went there. It, yes, I did. It doesn't go here. Do you see how ridiculous that is? Is it ridiculous that I want this to go here so bad that I'm not? I'm just going to keep doing it. It's ridiculous. But I'm going to go pick up the star that I dropped all the way off the stage. I'm going to grab my second star if it's in here. <laughs> it actually might be in my box in the back of the room. It's all right. And pretend I have a star. Sorry. I think it's in the crack of the stage. JC got my star back. The enemy would try to tell you that this is what you want. I'm about to throw the triangle. That this is what you want and that this is what you need and that this is what's going to fill you up. But looking at this, you definitely need the star. But because I don't know who I am and I, I don't believe what God says, I'm going to believe, I'm, I want to believe this. This is the relationship that I want. This is, this is what I want. But if I realize, like, even if, if I realize, like, I just put that in here, that was so easy, wasn't it? That was so easy to get it to fit. <laughs> I don't know. You about broke my hand. Um, <laughs> when you realize that this isn't created for this, and you let God and surrender to God, and let him have the space that he was created for because the star was created for the spot. The spot in you that's empty that you're trying to fill, Jesus was created for. Like nothing else could ever fill that spot because Jesus made it specifically for him to be, to dwell in you. Sorry, I have to read my paper. But if we submit and let him have his place or space in my life. Are we good in the front row? Sweet. If we let him have his place, this star, then you'll actually discover that there is a place 
for this triangle. And it's supposed to go there. And it all works out really, really well. Because it was, there is a space for all the things that you want and all the things that you desire, but there is a huge, huge difference between desperation and desire, right? I have been there, I don't say this in a critical, I have been there, I go there periodically. It really sucks. Um, I was there recently, <laughs> I, I was annoyed, and you know I was annoyed because I wasn't feeling myself, right? I wasn't feeling myself with Jesus, so the only time when it comes to relationships, I'm single as single can get. And there's no shame in that. I'm not cringing. I'm not like, my God. Uh, I'm not like that. Okay? Because it's great. It's got its season. It's got its time. Whatever. But I lost my train of thought. What did I just say before that, Hannah? But right before that, what did I say? Yes, so getting into desperation, it comes from when I'm not feeling myself right, but desire, I can easily, if I'm in God, and if I let him have his place in me, and I surrender my thoughts, and I surrender my plans, I can easily sit and, yes, I want this one day, it's going to be so awesome, and I'm going to do all the things, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have the kids, I'm going to have the family, and then the the generations down the line, it's going to be so good, and I desire that. But if I get desperate, I'm going to come up in here and try to jack up my whole life to fit the freaking triangle into the star because I want it now, and I feel empty. But where do we go when we're empty? I've said it a few times. Where do we go? We've got to put the star in the slot. We've got to go to Jesus. We've got to believe that Jesus is enough. It says... Um, I don't know if I read this already, but I'm going to say it again. It says, uh, Jesus said in John that if you drink from him, that you will never thirst again. Ever. If you drink from him. So just like that song, King of My Heart, be the fountain where I run. Where do you drink from? I'm going to be honest. I don't always drink from him, and I find myself very thirsty for things. Um. But when you drink from him, you'll discover that he is enough. Um, but the only way you can discover that is literally going to that well and tasting it for yourself. I could tell you till you're blue in the face that Jesus is enough. He's enough. He's enough. You don't have to do those things. You don't have to do that. I had to learn that Jesus was enough from drinking it myself. I got preached at. I got told the same things. All the things uh, that you struggle with, I've probably struggled with, and, or at least another adult in this room has struggled with. And there are normal things that come against you. You just can't let it move you out of your position. These are also things that they'll come and try to tell you you're not or you are and try to get you to move. Because if I were to take this star, right, even the things of God, if I take this and twist it, it still doesn't fit. I have to remain surrendered in position to God and not my own will, even if I'm taking the peace and shoving that in there, all right? Because if I, if I move out of the position just slightly, it doesn't work because it's not God. And I'm just going to share with you a little story that I had, and it's not a long story. There are some things in my life that I literally, I hoped and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and thought I heard and thought I knew for and part of me is like, I do feel like I heard some of it, but it didn't work out the way I thought. 
not at all. Not at all like I thought. Um, but there was a moment before it all completely was finalized that, and there was still an option for it that the Lord asked me. He said, if you never, ever, ever got anything your heart desired, if you didn't get the specific thing that you've been praying for for five years, would I be enough for you? And I was like, dang it. I don't, I think, but I really want this. <laughs> and I realized what I was doing, I had twisted, I tipped your cup over, Nisi. I'm a pacer, I'm sorry. I twisted this thing that I thought, I thought was God. I twisted it to benefit me. Or I tried to take my triangle, whatever it was, and be like, this is going to glorify God. It is also what I want. Right? This guy is so awesome. He loves the Lord, and he's got a really kind heart, and he does all this stuff at church. And it would really work, and I could glorify you with all this, Lord. But I also want it, so don't tell me no. You know, so I, he asked me, he said, if you didn't ever get it, would I be enough? And that's what I really, I hope has come across is that like, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter what you search for, no matter what you find or what you sell or what you buy, um, nothing will ever be enough. That whole, that feeling that you're feeling, the, I just need somebody to love me. I need somebody to see me. I need somebody to tell me I'm great. I need someone to say I'm proud of you. Nobody, people can feel it. They can give you a temporary, oh, yeah, good. And I feel good for a couple minutes. But that hole, that void will always be there. But the good news is that you literally hold the peace. You literally hold the star, the peace that goes in there. It's just a matter of am I going to let it penetrate and dwell in my heart? Or am I just going to give that away? Hmm. So, pretty much just leaving with the question that I asked at the beginning. And I really, I actually maybe want to take a moment, maybe pray about it. Selene, can you play the piano? I feel like it makes it way more moody, which is helps me sometimes. Um, who is the king of your heart? When you hear all that, and you hear all the things, and all the things that it could be, and all the things that it is, this, there's no stones, because I have to ask myself the same questions every day. Who am I going to give my life to? Who am I allowing to lead my life? Who am I allowing to, like, what am I standing on? Am I standing on the rock? Or am I standing on the sand? Because the enemy will always try to get you to stand on the sand, right? Because what happens if you're on the rock? Nothing can happen to you if you're in Jesus. I find myself sometimes standing, like, here's the rock. Here's the sand. I should be like this. I find myself sometimes just standing a little in both. I get a little God, I get a little bit of what I want. I don't fully have to trust. Um, but if you want all the things that you want, all the desires that you have, God wants you to have all those desires and he wants to give them to you. 
but you kind of just have to determine that like if I were to never ever ever get it would God be enough so I kind of want you to just take a minute I'm gonna just I can't make you close your eyes I'm gonna ask you to close your eyes just because I don't want you to be distracted by what's happening and what other people are doing and I really do I want you to just ask I want you to say Holy Spirit have I let you be the king of my heart fully have I not have you been it at all or am I partially giving things away are there things that are pieces of my heart that I've sold to other people that you want to restore to me God can restore it to you but I just want to take a minute and I want you to ask him okay everybody just ask him and he's gonna show you something give something up it would never ever ever be you because a lot of the time on my plate I find if I'm going to give something up it's sometimes it's God not fully but the, the maybe the things that you want me to do or the things that you have for me that might be the first thing to cross off my list but God that I, I just ask that that you would just show us you're enough and whatever it looks like whatever it sounds like whether that's here whether that's at home whether that's in your sleep whether that's when you're walking around day to day God I just ask that you would show us that you are enough and what's happening and what's going on and what's the, what's happening in the world and what's going on in it is and what you're doing it's way bigger than me it's way bigger than us I just ask that you'd position our hearts 
you'd position our hearts to be receptive to what you want to give. Because God, I don't want to miss anything that you want to give me. Because as much as I could have thought and would have thought years ago, and even recent, sometimes now, that I could find it better on my own, I've discovered that I can never find it better on my own. That you, you always have the best for me. I just ask that over these students and, and the leaders, um, and this is not to make about me, but where I've where I have dropped it time and time and time again, and thought I picked it up, and thought I had it, and dropped it again, and tried to do it on my own, that they would never have to do that and go through all that, but that they could just pick it up, they could just walk with it, they wouldn't have to go through all the trial and error with it. God, we just give you our hearts. We give you our hearts to do with as you please. I just ask that their trust in you would increase that fear of man and the fear of the thing and like things of the spirit that would tell them again that you're not enough, that those things would decrease and completely go disappear. I just declare that they would be so strong in you, that they would stand so firmly in you, and that they wouldn't go looking from left to right or posting themselves on Craigslist to try to feel full because you've literally just got it. You've got it. If they want it, you have it. So I just silence the lie that you don't have it and that they would just give it a shot. They would trust you and that they would surrender to you, that I would surrender to you and trust you. That we just go deeper and deeper and deeper. In Jesus' name, so be it. Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Illuminate Student Ministries. Be sure to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube 